emergency? I hate that stupid old pickup truck. You never Never let let me drive. drive. I'm like, what song are you singing? Okay, I know that. I know that one. Hello. Uh, Oh, my God. You know what? It's a beautiful day today. I'm not even going to lie. It's like so beautiful. It is. It's the sun is out. The sun is shining. <laughs> it really is. A beautiful day in California. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't it. It was just raining like two days ago. There is a sound on TikTok going around that's saying like people from California are living in a different world. They're living in a different Facts. dimension. And you know what? You're so right. There's so many problems in the world. It just doesn't affect me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except we just found out that San Diego has the oh most. Oh God! What was it? It San Diego is the most unaffordable city in the country. In the country, that's like, sad. And it says all. It makes sense as to why um, I am struggling, and I have been struggling <laughs> this week. It makes yeah, pretty so much. much sense. Pretty much. Because why is it so unaffordable? Oh, Charlie, look at you grabbing another piece of stem. Huh? Oh, is that what he did, Charlie? Yeah. Get over here. Get over here. Get over here. No, over here and go outside. You act like I starve you. Right. Anyway. So, um, this is, I'm honey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Taj. And this is Cocktail Murder. Yes, we talk about murder. We talk about cases that involve victims of color and black victims because those are the stories that go untold, underreported, underinvestigated, and we feel the need that those stories need to be told, period. Yeah, and um, right now we are sipping on some wine. We are. On this beautiful day. You know, I really want to go back to wine tasting. Yeah. I really want to do that. Wine tasting is such a great way to spend your time. Like <laughs> I <honestly>. love that <laughs> you went one time and you're like, yes, this is it. This is, this is, this is life. Is, this is life. This is what I do. It's my new hobby. It's, this is what defines me as a person is wine tasting. Is wine tasting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we drink, we talk about murder. We also yes. have our belligerent, um, where we talk about nothing and something all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I do want to bring up that we watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the oh, new one. Oh my god! Last night. And dude, it has everything that you possibly want in it's a, like in a, in a movie. Gory. Like, there's yeah. like the like the pop-up scares the pop-up scares all of that it's there's you know it's intense there's yeah. the quiet moments you don't know what's gonna happen like i thought it was good and i i love horror films yeah. i love horror movies yeah. and lately they just ain't been it at all you at know all. even the um the one with uh jason what is it oh my gosh yeah. halloween, halloween so bad yeah even, that even was with that one that basura. was trash. yeah that was trash for yeah. sure um, but this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was a fan. Amazing, I'm a fan it's of so it. So great, Taj and I, we were literally in the couch, just like <laughs> screaming and yes. jumping and trying to make light of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was good. It was such you guys last night. It was a nice night because literally, like, we turned off all the lights. Yes, in the house, we poured some wine mm-hmm. and we just watched a scary movie. Yeah, we like, and it was like, it. when's the last time you know, like. 
I've done that. It's been a yeah. long time since I've done that. So it was nice, but it was definitely a lot of fun. It's a good movie. I think you all should watch it. Yeah. But you again, you have to watch it. All the lights off, yeah. glass of wine in hand. You have yeah. to get the full effect of it. Exactly. Just it's just the gore of it and the oh way. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. The way Leatherface Man kills these people. It's oh just my like, gosh, wow. I brutal. Do, I do wish though. I remember like the. I don't know what year um, one of the remakes came out of this movie, um, but Leatherface Man put a girl. Oh, this is kind of gory. He put a girl on like um, a meat hook, and was oh yeah. Like, so I was kind of hoping for that type of scene. Yeah, you know, I but, thought that they were gonna show something like that too. Yeah, like him torturing somebody. Yeah, but, you know, there's there is torture kind of, but it's more so like oh, it's, oh my gosh, it's more so action on a meat hook. Right? That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Um, but yeah, like there's. There was like some action in here and it's it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Perfect. It takes place in like one area the whole time, which yeah. I'm gonna assume like is so good for the production and like making it cheaper. It just looked like mm -hmm. one set, you know? It and was. that like that's it was. That's really cool. I think I, I don't know. I look at those things when I watch yeah. movies, like how much they put into the production of this. And it, yeah. it actually was good. It was good. I think it was good too. It was short and sweet too. It wasn't that yeah, long. Yeah, it wasn't super long. Because there's not much more you need from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's you have your core group of people, you yeah. have all these deaths going on around you. You have the not the hero, but the strong the one that got away, yeah. you know, from the bullshit and the crime or not the crime but the the bloody scene and then you know it's just it's short and sweet yeah it, it, it definitely is like it reminds me of an older scary movie like like yes. a late or early 2000s scary movies where it was like it was gory there was torture it there were pop-up scares it was just like a mixture of all that it definitely reminded me of that yeah where like I think a lot of scary movies right now are more about like creeping you out i'm sorry creeping you out mm -hmm. but not scaring you mm -hmm. and like this one was like more it was it was a scary movie like yeah. it was good it was good yeah it's, it's like really eerie and like creepy yeah. and like unsettling yes yeah you know? which is like i do enjoy unsettling me too but, i do but i love how we can be like um reactive towards the exactly movie. Like last night we were so like we were like oh my yeah God, we were ah. like covering our eyes like yeah everything that you want to watch a scary movie for exactly it's literally for that yes that was um, good that was nice and then directly after that we oh, watched yeah. level, level 16. 16 oh my god could have been better it could i get i love the concept for those of you who haven't watched it it's well yeah go ahead uh, yeah so basically the premise of the movie is um these it's a bunch of girls who think that they're in some sort of boarding school type yeah. thing to learn how to be clean and they're being trained to be great young girls to be adopted um turns mm -hmm. out spoiler if you want to watch yeah, it spoiler alert. spoilers it's on netflix yeah um skip this part but basically you we then realize that it's supposed to it's actually a company it's a black market company that um skins the girls faces and like they surgically remove it to put it on like old women An old lady yeah, yeah so it's like a, like basically a cosmetic surgery yeah thing. so the boarding school is like 
in these like dark halls. They've right. never seen the outside. So all of these young girls, their skin is like And they're like untouched. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Untouched, super clean. That's like their whole thing. Be mm-hmm. super clean and stuff like that. So it actually reminds me a lot of like we said yesterday, the movie Get Out. Right. Where like you auction off – they were auctioning off black guys, you know, <laughs> yeah. to for white men to yeah. take over their bodies basically. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of what it was. It was just like old women um, wanting a new face. Mm-hmm. So they go to like this place in Russia is mm-hmm. where it takes place at. And um, yeah, they just – they auction Take their off faces. the little girls. Yeah. They, yeah. they auction off these little I girls. Thought, I thought it was a face. decent concept. I mean, whatever. I Get Out is one of my favorite movies oh, ever. 100%. So I'm absolutely 100%. like biased towards that. And I don't like yeah. that they kind of stole that concept, I feel true. like. That's true. But um, it also was just so long. Right. It was so long and just so like kind of dragged out. Yeah. And there was no action yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. It was so like straight horizontal like it was like no ups and downs we were giving it a chance like it was I'm not even gonna lie like the last probably 30 minutes which seemed like an hour of the movie no it was the last hour because you take you were like how far long do we have exactly and it was literally an hour and we were like oh man (laughs) we were trying to see like how like where else can they take this? Yeah, it was exactly. Just, it was so boring. Yeah, I think that's why we kept it on because we were like, no, there's got to be. There's got to the, be more. Where's the twist to this? Yeah, like, there was no twist. Yeah, there really. was no twist. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I wouldn't recommend. It that was movie. super monotone the whole time, and then it, it sucks because they do take place inside of a gray building, so the colors aren't even. Yeah, it's like you know, lighting. Yeah, it like, just didn't look. It's so drab. Like so, everything about yeah, it. it. And I get the out. building. It, the building is supposed to be drab. But, but I will say the main girl. Oh, that I mean, actress! Oh, I got it. Oh my gosh, she was so good. She freaking killed that role. She did. I can see her killing it in other roles. Yeah, Let's for see. sure. She was so good. I'm gonna um, pull up her name here. Katie Douglas. She played Vivian. Yes, uh, she's so cute. Yeah, Katie Douglas. She was in there. Oh, Kiana Madeira. Uh, she Kiana Madeira is the girl that played in um, oh, Fear, Fear Street. Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in that as well. Um, just kind of a supporting role. But Katie Douglas was super cute, but she she carried yeah. it for sure. She, de- yeah. oh, she, she carried, carried the whole movie. movie. Every like scene she was in, like she, she killed it. Yeah. Murdered she it. She did a great I'd job. I'd like to see her in more stuff. For sure. It's so crazy watching like m- your upcoming actors and actresses now because when yeah. you grew up you you grow up with the established like well-known actors and actresses like oh yeah they're untouched you know what I mean yeah and so now it's cool to see like the new generation of new like who's gonna be the legends and yeah you know, for sure interesting I wonder like what else she has been in I know that this movie too was like a part of the Canadian Film Festival or something oh, okay. yeah, yeah. um and actually quite a few years ago too <laughs> so this isn't like a new movie I mm-hmm. think but um but yeah when i read that it was in a film festival i guess i give i give it a little bit more leniency because like i guess in festivals they're looking for more than just like a good movie they're looking for cinematography they're mm. looking for acting they're looking for just everything like the production everything yeah. um that was put into it so yeah. whatever but speaking anyways of- i wouldn't recommend it but she is a great actress speaking of cinematography bel air Oh my gosh. Bel Air. Amazing. 
Uh, like, listen. It is so beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to watch. The emotions and the message in it, everything about Bel Air so far is amazing. Now, okay, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the newer one, um, like I said, they didn't have to put a lot of money into that because yeah. it was like one set. There wasn't a whole lot that went into it. Bel Air, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of support. That's a lot of hands-on. Oh for sure. my gosh. That's a that, team. That, that was show, a team. so far, so good. That production team. It's so beautiful. Ass. The actors. The actors are great. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. It's amazing. And you know, like, you know, we've heard some people and even I I kind of had the thought before Bel Air actually aired was like, I don't know if I want to watch it. It's a remake. Right. But honestly, it it is so different. There of course there are references of the of, of the original, but the take on it is so different. It's modernized for yeah. one. It doesn't take place in the 90s. No. Um yeah. so it's super Absolutely. modernized. And it's it's literally a a kid from, you know, a different neighborhood adjusting in a, to a whole new one to a predominantly white neighborhood. And yeah. it's, it's great. It even shows like some of the black people who are in the predominantly white neighborhood mm -hmm. and how they could be out of touch and how they could potentially like mm -hmm. even Carlton, he had a sense of jealousy over will and yeah. they portray, you know, that was portrayed because it's yeah. like, you know, what do you have that I don't? We're both black. You know what I mean? But it's like, well, it's just, it's so, I can't explain it. No, it's, so it's good. good. It's good. It's so good. Um, I, what's so dope is like, like you said, like they do reference um, the original show, yeah. which I think is so dope because it does give you that nostalgic feeling because nothing else about it gives you that nostalgic like it's nothing like the original like the, series sure. um so their little references and the lines that like yeah. are callbacks and stuff i think that that's so dope um but also i can see this show in the way that it's moving so far to literally like i mean be nothing at all like the original mm -hmm. like it's already nothing it's already not like it except right. obviously the storyline you yeah. know he he gets in a fight in philly mm -hmm. and then his mom makes a move to his aunt and uncle's house in mm -hmm. bel-air like obviously that is the same storyline but as the show goes on i'm excited to see mm -hmm. where they go with it and uncle phil girl, girl. <laughs> Uncle Phil and Jeffrey. Oh my Jeffrey God! Jeffrey and Jazz and Jazz. Oh, all three of those. Oh my goodness gracious! Older and young men are so handsome. As soon y'all, as soon so as Jazz handsome. picked up Will or was in the car with Will, I was like, "Oh, don't make me fall in love." Right. Not already. <laughs> Not with Jazz. No, I I fell in love with Uncle Phil. That's Uncle Phil. I so fell in love damn with him. He fine. is so handsome. <laughs> Um, and Jeffrey, oh, Jeffrey, oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. fine too. And they, his and the accent show, is so strong is, in the show. And it's so amazing. I, it's beautiful. And they're just, everyone is just so clean. Honestly, what I really love about it is that it really does portray black excellence. Yeah, it does. You know what I yeah, mean? And that circle and, and what that's about. Um, but yeah, they, I just have to, woo, Uncle Phil and Jeffrey, they are just, they are, they are very fine. Very easy on the eyes. Very, Very easy, easy on, on the, the eyes. eyes. Extremely easy. And I also love that Aunt Vivian is, she's beautiful. She's a dark-skinned black woman. Yes. Which yes. we yes. see right now, dude, like in so many shows and movies, like we always see the dark-skinned 
father and right. husband with, with a, a light skinned skin wife. I mean, even in the original Fresh Prince of Bel yeah. Air, Aunt Viv got switched out to a light skin. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. They so, didn't even get another dark skin. Yeah. No, woman. they got another light skin. Like, drastic change. Yeah. Drastic. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate that. I love that the daughters are brown you I know, know like know. they're not light-skinned we see that a lot too yeah. in a lot of these sitcoms and whatever like light-skinned daughters like how did y'all make this light bright ass daughter right. <laughs> that right. doesn't make sense right but yeah it's it's beautiful beautiful show um i do want to see a little bit more of ashley for sure though oh yeah i for do sure. want to see her because i feel like she she played a great role, like, and, and of course, I you can't really compare it to the original, but how can you not? Right, you know? exactly. And I feel like Ashley was every character had like their statement, like oh, they, for sure. you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I want to see a little bit more. I feel like Hillary in this modern time is acting a little bit more how Ashley was in the original. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Hillary's character. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too, is, like, I like that they made the characters more realistic. For sure. For sure. Because, like, I do – when I think of Tatiana Ali, when I think of Ashley, I do think of her as how um, Hillary is yeah. in the newer version. Yeah. Um, but Tatiana Ali was so young. True. In True. the original, you True. know? And so now they show this, like – young happy-go-lucky like this girl don't bubbly. know yeah she's bubbly yeah. she's just living life you know so That's i true. i do like how they depict all of them yeah. as like They're, this is what age, they would actually be by their <laughs> age yeah for sure even like because you made mention about the hillary's killer character and i was like oh i wanted her to be more like a valley girl but then you're like yeah but hillary was a socialite in the original yeah and this um not remake, but in this new spinoff, Hillary, she's still a socialite, but in modern times, she's an influencer, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? So it's it's sick, though. I Absolutely. Yeah, once you shed light on that, I was like, oh, okay, it all clicked. Yeah, <laughs> and also, like, let's, like, when we see, like, these black families that are prestigious, that do yeah. have money, that are in, like, those types of positions, and you see women like Hillary that yeah. would be her age that would be doing what she's doing as an influencer yep. they're not necessarily gonna be like Hillary that's you true. know like we do have to remember too like the original was a um a comedy that's true and this is a drama yeah so she's not gonna be like all dumb and dingy yeah. and like no she's gonna be a black woman yeah an influencer she's gonna be a little bit bougie but she's right. not gonna be dumb she's gonna have right. a little bit of an attitude yep. like yeah, so, yeah, I really do like it, and you're the one who told me to watch it, Yeah. so I'm happy about that, because yeah, no, it's, it's good. good. <laughs> it's good. It's definitely good. Do recommend. All right. Okay. Let's get into our story. You guys know that beginning last week, we decided to kind of switch up our... Um, format we usually do two stories per episode but we wanted to dig deeper we wanted to pick one story and dig deeper on that um, so we're gonna go ahead and tell you one story again yeah. this episode and this one has like a million and ten trigger warnings mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. seriously it has mm -hmm. to do with children it has to do with sexual assault it has to do with rape I mean it's it's all over the place this one is hard to tell so I know it's gonna be hard to listen to yes. um, but again it's one of those stories that it needs to be told and these names need to be put out there so 
Okay, so our story takes place in the Bahamas today. Um, I have been to the Bahamas when I was really, really young. Oh, how fun. But I feel like I should go back there. Yeah. Like in your grown woman years. Yeah, as a grown woman. It's time to experience different places as an adult. Right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're going to start with 11-year-old Mackinson Colas. Okay, Mackinson Colas went missing on May 16th of 2003. He was last seen by his mother. Mackinson was picked up by a man on Pioneer's Way. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the circumstances are. We just know that he got picked up, and we just don't know, like, how or why. Mm -hmm. The man took him to his home, ordered him to take a shower, and told Mackinson that he was going to kill him. Mackinson asked why he had to kill him, and the man replied, I just have to. That's just scary. To ask, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why are you? It's more so like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Whew. The man then bound Mackinson's hands and feet with duct tape and hit him in the head several times with the wooden plank. Mackinson's body was then put into a trunk of a car and buried on Barberry Beach. Wow. Also, like, if I'm ever in a situation like that, dear serial killers, don't tell me you're about to kill me. Don't. Please don't. Just fucking do it. Just do it. And don't, like, don't play with me, man. Yeah, just That's fucking get it over with. Don't play with me. Don't. Yes, I'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> but don't play with me. We were saying yesterday when we were watching Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> we like, oh, and the it. girl's like... <laughs> She's like hiding in the closet or whatever. And we were joking like, dude, just we would just hop out the closet. Yeah, like, just like, fucking take me. Yeah. I cannot take the suspense. Like, like I know you see me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know you see me here. Just hurry up. You don't have to do just all that. Over extra. With. Yeah. You don't gotta grab I won't me. fight. Just fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> I would come out with my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. We're moving on to the next victim, you guys. 13-year-old D'Angelo McKenzie was last seen May 27th by his grandfather. D'Angelo was in a parking lot of a church when he was picked up by a man that said he needed help picking up some equipment for the church. The man took D'Angelo to his home and raped him twice. Then the man told him he is going to have to kill him. The man then bound D'Angelo's hands and feet with duct tape and hit him in the head several times with a wooden plank. D'Angelo's body was then put into a trunk of a car and buried in Barbary Beach. So we already see an MO, mm-hmm. like immediately. I just, I, I, not that I like cared to know, but I, I would like to know like how calmly was he just like, oh yeah, I'm going to have to kill you now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. It's almost like a, a rite of passage. Like this is what is going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's so... Eleven-year-old Junior Remy went missing on July 29th and was last seen by his mother. Junior was picked up by a man in the back of a church. Once he was in his car, the man took him home and ordered him to take a shower, but Junior refused. The man tried to do the same as the others, bind Junior's hands and feet with duct tape, but Junior fought and screamed. Unable to take control, the man stabbed Junior with a knife in his neck. The man then took Junior's body and put it in a trunk and a trunk of a car. I'm sorry, and put his body in the trunk of a car and buried on Barbary Beach. 
again. <sighs> That's crazy. Like, honestly. But this one we see a little different with Junior Remy, too, because yeah. he refused to get in the shower. And mm-hmm. he, you know, I'm, I'm assuming all of these boys fought back, right? Because it, there is, like, the fight-or-flight reflex, right? And For I'm sure. going to assume that they all, you know, tried to fight back, but... In his case, like, he was like, no, I'm not getting in the shower. Like, yeah. you're basically no going to have to take him. me down, yeah. you know, if you're going to tie my shit up. Yeah. He even had to stab him. So the other boys, he did, they didn't get stabbed. Mm. And Junior got stabbed. So it kind of shows that there was a struggle there. And he had to, um, like, subdue him in some kind of way. Which is like, you know... It's good to highlight this because oftentimes from what I see, um, when we read or like watch other true crime documentaries or stories mm-hmm. and we read about serial killers and the survivors of the serial killers, it's um, the reason why they're survivors is because they fought and the serial killer couldn't take control. So the serial killer kind of like they like let go and they're like okay whatever like they kind of let that person go simply because they didn't have control because they love the control yeah but i it's good to highlight that even sometimes if they can't take control there are still sick people that will still go the extra mile to take control and literally just kill you up of course fight god forbid anybody's in that situation fight Mm -hmm. for your life regardless but um you know it's just interesting to kind of see that contrast Mm -hmm. exactly um, 14-year-old Desmond Roll was last seen September 28th by his mother. Desmond was picked up by a man at a park. The man told Desmond that he knew his mother and brother. After gaining his trust, the man took Desmond to a wooded area, handcuffed him, and raped him. The man then slit Desmond's throat, took his body back to the car, and performed sexual acts on the lifeless body. Oh my gosh. Then he took the body to Barberry Beach cut into his chest cavity, oof, removed his heart, severed his limbs, and then buried the remains. So it just, like, with Desmond, it was, like, overkill, you know? For sure. Yeah, I mean... He went a lot further with him than any others. Removing his heart. That's... mm -mm. Okay, so this story is a little bit, um, not weird, but um, basically we weren't able to find much about an investigation. Like, I'm sure that, like, there was and people were aware that these boys, these young black boys, mm-hmm. were going missing. So there, I'm sure that there was some sort of investigation, but I really could not find anything online. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to have to fast forward to October of the same year. A man named Cordell Farrington walked into Central Police Station in Grand Bahama and confessed to the killing of the four boys and also the murder of a 22 year old who was his lover whose name was Jamal Robbins who had gone missing the year prior Mm. Mm. so and I wasn't able to find any investigation on Jamal either so look I don't want to say that there was an investigation conducted at all but it just seems like four black boys go missing I can't find anything about an investigation and then not only that but a 22 year old the year before goes missing Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find an investigation on that Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's not cool you know Mm -hmm. like there should be some sort of urgency in these situations Okay, Cordell Farrington was a victim of child abuse, and he was also a crack addict. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. 
Like, I just have to pause there. <laughs> I just, wait, how normal was that for me to just be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crackhead behavior. Like, crackhead behavior, <laughs> like, right? Drugs. Okay. <laughs> After spending years on the pipe. Okay. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> years on the pipe after spending years on the pipe he was able to rehabilitate himself and attempted working several different places at one point he studied to become a priest and had three children with his wife and she described him to be a great father however at one point in their marriage she noticed that he was losing weight extremely fast and she suspected that he was back on the crack Mm mm-hmm so basically she left him was like i'm not about to deal with this like i think he was on crack and then he like rehabilitated himself and then that's when they got married and Mm -hmm. had the family and then she was like nah like you are back on the crack i'm not dealing with it now this is alleged we don't know if he was back on the crack but you know, if it look like crack and tastes like crack, it it's probably be, crack. It smell like crack. It must be crack. <laughs> okay, he was also an artist, and a lot of his work was presented in exhibits around the Bahamas. Interesting. The main thing that he painted, you guys, young boys crying. Mm. That was like his expertise. Mm-mm. His wife said that he had a special art room that no one was allowed to go into in their home. Like in our home. In our home. I can't go into this room. Fuck out of here. No. And this is your special art room? No. The fuck is in here? Right. What's so special about it? I'm like, when he was out the house, you you didn't go in there? Did you even try? Was it locked or was it? It had to have been, right? Yeah, let me tell y'all. Let me tell you, ladies. Mm-hmm. If he got Talk a special room you're not allowed to go into, Mm-mm. red fucking flag. That's a red flag for sure. He's either a serial, a serial killer or he's or a he's serial a serial killer. killer. <laughs> I mean, there's no other. Come on, what a else? Special room you're not allowed to go into. That's not cool. No, that's not cool. No, not at all. That is your wife. Yeah, no way. Cordell confessed and showed officers where the bodies were buried. He also told them that after burying the bodies, he would go back later and collect bones and other remains from their bodies and put them in boxes in his home. I wonder what part of his home. Like, that's the thing. It's like when, not even just a husband, when a friend, when somebody is so like like oh whatever you do don't go in that room or whatever you do do not open the box like aren't you a little suspicious yeah like well what wouldn't you why? be like what's in the fucking Mm-mm. box like instantly i would be like no unless you tell me there are spiders in this box i know how you freak out about boxes <laughs> do not open it that'll be yeah okay but yeah. like just the fact that like it's your own husband who's hiding clearly very clearly hiding something and you don't even a little bit try to figure out what it is unless she knew what it was unless she knew okay so um wait okay wait (laughs) okay no we'll finish and then i'll ask the question (laughs) okay 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 um don't forget the question (laughs) when the police searched his home sure enough 
those boxes were in his special room that Hmm. no one was allowed to go into. Isn't that something? So the trial was pretty much open and shut, at least initially. He was sentenced to life in prison for murder of his ex-lover, Jamal. What? So he's gay? But then Jamal sounds like a boy name. Jamal's a boy name for sure. <laughs> I don't know about a unisex name of Jamal. Jamal. But then he was sentenced to death for the murder of the four boys. However, his death sentence was then overturned, and instead of being convicted of murder, he was convicted of manslaughter. This like okay this was on the basis of diminished responsibility what the fuck is that you ask (laughs) (laughs) diminished responsibility is basically um is that he's deemed insane that is what that is so instead of being sentenced to death he was sentenced to life in prison but come on he's not insane he's a crackhead i mean yeah he's a crackhead he's a crack addict hello that's not man's. I'm sorry to well to cut a limb, but, but to cut a person's limbs. Yeah, dude. And cut that's a crazy. Heart out of your like to cut a heart out of a body. That is not manslaughter. No, it's not. That is very like specific. Yeah. And like, you have to want to do that. Yeah. That's not no. That's not an accident. That no, no, none right. of that. None of that. Right. And like, I think that like a part of it is they're trying to say, well, he is a drug addict. He yeah. is a crack addict. But let me tell you, I've come across some crackheads in my day, okay, <laughs> and none of them have opened up somebody's chest cavity no. and taken out their heart. No, no, not at all. That's very true. I don't think. I think crackheads literally. They only they care about one thing, <laughs> which is crack. The only thing I seen a crackhead do was suck dick for a little bit of crack. That's it. Suck and run and run. Oh, they, they run. They be, be running. running. <laughs> they be running. Like, come on. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So manslaughter but is manslaughter. Crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. No, at least I don't know what second degree murder is. If this isn't first degree, then. No, manslaughter is just, that's nuts. I think, yeah, it's it's hard, too, because this isn't, like, America, right? So the rules mm, in other places are a lot one. different, and yeah. I don't know exactly, like, you know, how they would handle these certain kind of things, but they I just... They probably didn't know how to handle these type of certain things. Right, exactly. Know? Like, again, I mean, for these four boys to go, or five boys um, to yeah. go missing, and we couldn't even find a piece of an investigation. Yeah. I mean, not a... Uh, an ounce of it which is so crazy to me because this seems like it would be such a huge deal right um yeah it's just like i i just i don't know how they would handle those things but like you said they probably didn't know how to handle yeah this type of craziness this is crazy right here there's a lot yeah but that is the story of Cordell Farrington and the mystery of the missing boys. Oh my gosh, those poor boys. Again, we'll post pictures on Instagram, but these poor babies yeah. and they're just so they're young. so cute and so yeah. young and like it just it it scares me too because um uh I think two of the boys he picked up at the church and mm-hmm. remember he was actually studying to become a priest at mm-hmm. that church as mm-hmm. well. And so it's just like wow, like 
I wonder if the boys actually did like they seen him around yeah. at that church mm-hmm. and had like a sense of trust with him, even if they didn't really know him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they trusted him a little because they had seen that he was a member of mm-hmm. this church and not only a member, but you know, you know who was like trying to get into leadership and right. shit like that. Right. And so it just sucks to know that they probably had a little bit of trust for him and he literally took them to his house. Mm hmm put them in the shower and killed them raped them and yeah. killed them mm-hmm. and then dismembered one of them dismembered and um i don't know if you said it um i can't remember but um they were asking him like why did you do that to this boy like why was it different but he was trying to figure out ways of how to kill future victims oh that's crazy because no, basically he that. was tired wow. of just like Tying them up, killing them with the wooden plank, putting them in the trunk. And so this particular one one way of killing. Yeah. So he was he was experimenting. That's and he was experimenting for the next boy. Yeah. Like what is more satisfying for me? You know, it I mean it's crazy because we see MOs switch all the time. So Mm -hmm. to dismember a body, that would just be a new MO had he kept going. Yeah, exactly. And was not stopped. Exactly. So, um, so I was going to ask you this oh, yeah. earlier, but um, I was going to ask if you knew or if you had a feeling that your man, your husband, the mm-hmm. father of your children was a serial killer mm-hmm. or was up to just no fucking good. Yeah. What would you do? If I had a feeling, I, for one, I would buy a tracker, you know, to mm-hmm. see like his whereabouts, where he's going. Um, I would do what I can to take all of his phone records, like social media records. Like you would gather evidence. I would, I would slowly but surely gather evidence. Mm-hmm. And then if I come across something where it's like, oh, clear as day, he's a murderer. Um, I would keep building evidence and then I would take it to the police. That is so good. Yeah. I did not think of that yeah. because my thing too is like, Everybody would want to say like, oh, yeah, I'd go to the police. But it's like you go to the police and then what? And then they have to do like a whole. It's not just like you go to the police, they arrest him and you're all good to go. Like, no, they have to do an investigation. They Mm -hmm. have to even they have to talk to him. And now your husband is looking at you crazy and might kill you because you don't went to the police about him. Yeah. And then he might stop and take a hiatus. Like, no, I would I would literally track him. I would play my part. That's good. Be, you know, a dumbfounded wife and um. Yeah, because, like, you know, with serial killers, they always feel like they're ahead of everyone. They're one step ahead. So I would have to be one step ahead. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's how I would take him down. I yeah. would just build my evidence. That's good. And hide the evidence at work. I would not hide it in the home. Yeah. I I'd mean, hide it at God, work or just somewhere else or, you know what I mean? Definitely not at home. Yeah. And, Get, like, an external hard drive or yeah, something. Something like, like something that. And keep it in your office. Where he can't find catch you up on catching him up. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, I would just build my evidence. That's all. I wouldn't even question him on anything. I would just keep mental notes mm-hmm. on, like, time. That's real things, investigative you know? shit. That's, like, real, like, um, undercover, like, cop yeah. shit. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's mm-hmm. good. But then it's like, you know what's fucked up, though, is like, I think other, like, states have this rule, but in California, Mm -hmm. I don't think you can use that stuff as evidence if you haven't told them. I know for a fact, like, if you record someone without their permission, you can't use it in court. 
That's crazy. Yeah. But I guess it's it's enough to give the police yeah. to show them like, hey, you really need to this look into this This is something that we got to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they'll just have to find like more hardcore evidence like the legal way, I yeah. guess. But yeah. I would also build like, you know, figure out my own like escape plan too. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when it does come to go to the when, it, oh, you when gotta it's get time out to go there. to the police, yeah, they're not going to immediately arrest him you know what i mean yeah. so with that moment like yeah i would have my escape plan. that's a lot to do as a wife especially a if lot. you have an attentive that's husband that's a full-time job dude trying to keep all that a secret oh yeah from the man that you perfect. sleep with at night but it's perfect because you're so close you are so, so close and people talk you right? just like, like have to be so good you can't slip up at all ever exactly and people like who are so close to you like they'll they will slip up and say something and yeah. like and then I'll just put the puzzle pieces together. Like, that's you true. Know? I mean, you definitely have to like, imagine like you have to go through life as usual. So imagine like right. you still have to like sleep with him. Like you have to act like nothing is wrong. Like nothing happened. Like you have no, no idea what's happening. You have to have sex with him. If you have kids, you have to like be around your kids with him. Ooh, I know. Then I would like puke and throw up and then act like I'm pregnant. And then, and then have morning sickness or something, and uh-huh. then I can't have sex with them because now I'm pregnant. And I have morning sickness, but then that gives me like a deadline of like nine, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, not nine months of. When do you show? Like six months or something like that. And also, you, like, I don't think show. pregnancy stops men from wanting to have I know, sex with it. you. It would be a great excuse though. To be like, I'm so sick. I'm gonna puke. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for listening yeah, into so another episode. This was the story of Cordell Farrington. I know this one was a little bit hard to listen to. I feel like my energy is a little bit low, so I'm gonna. Ah! There it is. Is that good? There it is. I just, you just, need some I just sun. wasted the rest of my ten percent of energy. You just need some sun. As soon as the sun hits you, maybe that's what it is. Better. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all. Until then, we can cheers it out to the next murder. Cheers. Clink, clink. clink.